you put it lightly to, you know, right now to say that you think there's going to be a bit of a normalization. Um, in our previous conversations, I think you used a little bit stronger language saying that you, you think that there were going to be in for a downturn um, compared to what, you know, what we're seeing in client business right now. So what do you think that veterinary practices should be doing now to prepare themselves and, you know, be ready for a, you know, potential downturn, whether it's, you know, a few months or, you know, year in the future? The, the most important things that they can do with their clients is communication, communication, communication. Keep them in the loop, reach out to them, use the various tools that you have within your practice to let your clients know that you care about them so that they feel loved. You don't need new clients. You just need to take really good care of the ones that you currently have. And any new clients that you get are gravy. You need to take care of your team and you need to make them feel secure that they have jobs and that they're contributing to the ultimate success of your practice. So communication, you need to get your cash under control. Don't put money into large investments of the hospital right now. Put money into the bank so you have it for a rainy day. Because if things start to, to downturn, you'll still have the same bills, but you may not have the same income. So you need a rainy day fund. If you can bank three months of your average revenue as a, as a savings somewhere. You have three months of backlog in case, or, or cash in case um, something goes sour. So cash, and it's a great time to work on your systems and your processes and your efficiencies so that when you do hit some tougher times, you can control your, your expenses you can live with whatever you can maximize in terms of revenue. You can pay your bills. And the best thing you can do is prepare. You know, we enjoy, we enjoy the busyness that we have right now, but are you preparing for the lack of busyness by doing things right correctly now so that you'll continue to do them correctly in the future? Absolutely. Um, you know, in our conversations leading up to this interview, one of the things to me that I just found fascinating, we'd love you to expand on, when you indicated that you think many practice owners have a false sense of security right now. Um, you know, I mean, business is booming. That may be leading to some of that sense. Can, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, well, things have gone really well since COVID hit. After the initial shock of what happened and we started to figure out after the first two or three weeks, business has been booming. They, they, don't, they don't have enough bodies and doctors and employees to service the needs or the demands at, at the veterinary hospital. You know, if we go back to 2008 and look at the financial meltdown, there was about a six month lag before the veterinary hospitals felt the financial impact of, of the financial markets melting down and the ripple effect it had through the economy. And what I'm trying to continue to communicate to people is that, you know, business is really good right now for the veterinary industry. And um, I keep stressing to them that that we, we might be in a little bit of a bubble um, from a COVID-related matter and that they really need to be uh, aware of what's going on outside of their veterinary hospital walls with the economy. I remind them that 80% of the people in the United States lived paycheck to paycheck before this even happened. Um, you know, April, May, June, and July, most Americans, if they chose, got forbearance on mortgage payments, car payments, student loan payments, credit card payments. 
Um, people that were unemployed were not only receiving state unemployment, but enhanced federal unemployment and making up almost to $50,000 a year. Well, all that's come to a screeching halt at the end of July. And the, the prospects of a second wave of COVID, you know, hitting our, our, our people in our country because of lack of compliance or maybe not lack of compliance, just, um, you know, from a standpoint of not protecting ourselves as, as well as we maybe should, you're seeing the spread again. And, you know, what that repercussion may or may not be, we don't know. And that's why I'm asking them to really take the time and put a contingency plan in place to know what you're going to do. This, so many of the owners got, got caught flat-footed, as, as, we, did, as we did also. I, th I think everybody got caught a little flat-footed as this, as this pandemic started. And, but to really have a strategy in place, what are you going to do if this happens? If we go back to another shutdown order, what's going to happen? Um, so not trying to be Mr. Negative. I'm just trying to, I'd much rather be extremely wrong than to not talk about it, David. I just think that we all have to be, you know, we're, we're still, I think we're still in the first half of this battle um, with COVID right now. And that um, probably mid next year, we'll have a lot better guidance as to what the other side of this looks like. And I'm just asking all of the veterinarians that we work with to be extremely fiscally, you know, extremely responsible set aside as much extra working capital and cash as they can in the event that they need to access it. Um, my gut is, is the government's not going to drop $4 trillion out of helicopters again um, to help spur the economy along. You know, they're trying to work on something as we speak right now. But so I'm just trying to be real with them that things have gone pretty good right now. You're feeling pretty good, but you know, we might have some choppy waters ahead of us. Yeah. You know that that's it sounds it sounds a lot more to me like you're not you're not necessarily you're not spelling out saying that you you see you know you see it coming but that you're being responsible and encouraging responsibility in the, in the planning having some foresight but I, I got to ask you as as a brilliant financial mind you know what types of economic indicators are you paying attention to in order to to try and predict at least for yourself you know what the economy might be doing over the next you know several months or several years yeah i mean unemployment is a good leading indicator you know um gross domestic products another good leading indicator where people are spending the money um but i, I think the other you know other indicators are you know people that are that are getting behind on credit card debt and, and mortgage debt and car payment just other debt debt um um, what am I looking for? They're 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 just behind on on making their payments timely or, or, or critical things, I think, to look for. And the other thing that um, we don't have enough data on, but the prediction the economists were predicting as a as a result of COVID, they were they were estimating almost 100,000 businesses across the United States would not reopen. And you know, keep trying to keep tabs on businesses that are going through restructuring or failing will have a ripple effect not only to the employees that work for them but then the companies that supply them also. And so you're seeing, you know, just trying to keep an eye on a lot of those things. And the other, the other item that I do not like looking at is just the, the, the graphs that we all see on TV every day, you know, number of infected and number of deaths and things like that. I think you can see that it kind of went down, but it's kind of gone back up again. So it seems like we're almost back at the starting point. Um, so I, I wish I had a magical answer to tell you that we need to look at this one indicator. Um, I just, I don't have that. I can't pinpoint the one. Yeah, no, certainly there's, there's, there's far too much going on, but uh, all, all really good things to kind of 
use to keep keep your finger on the pulse as much mm -hmm. as possible. So thanks for that. You know, I, I've heard you mention how important it is for practice owners to be putting a playbook together. You know, so so what yeah. should that look like? What would a veterinary practice's financial playbook consist of? Yeah, I think it, that's a good question. I think it's really important to have just uh, you know a, an outline of you know the what if scenarios. You know, you know we 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 built um, when when COVID first hit, we were really concerned with what the ripple effect was going to be at veterinary hospitals, and we built a you know a, a damage calculator so that the, the veterinary hospital owners can actually input you know what their revenue and expenses have been historically. And if there is a downturn in business and they do nothing, it'll actually calculate the amount of damages their business is going to take. Okay, so it's, it, it, it actually lets you know that you can estimate the downturn in revenue and the length of the downturn, and it'll just spit it right out for you on the, on the back side. So that's, that's, a good, that's a really good tool because, you know, if you see a 15% decline in revenue, you know, you're probably going to stand pat and just kind of see, well, is this just a week or two? Well, now you've got a tool to say, okay, Dave, that's just that 15% downturn. This is what it really is costing the business. So, you know, at what point do you have to make a decision to maybe furlough some employees or make those really difficult decisions you don't want to make? And then the other, the other calculation or, or, or spreadsheets that we've put together are, you know, what's my break even? You know, you know, not very many veterinary hospitals know what their break even is on a daily basis. You know, how much revenue based on based on who I've got scheduled to work tomorrow, based on my average invoice, how many people need to come in tomorrow so I'm not losing money. And so it goes through and it'll calculate your exact break even for you, but then it'll also calculate based on the amount of cash and debt service you have. If you don't make a change, this is when you run out of money. <laughs> you've, got, you've got 14 weeks. If you don't do anything, you're completely out of money in 14 weeks or whatever the calculation would be. So that was a real eye-opener um, things have been so good in the veterinary business since 2010 you know it's just been a, it's been it's just been a constant climb and the, the business owners need to have a playbook to get back to basic blocking and tackling this this is my cost structure here's my fixed here's my variable costs here's my my variable number of invoices how much i'm charging and just put it back together so that god forbid we have to pull those back out again we've got them there and that they're ready to be used in addition to that, I think the playbook also has also has to outline the what if scenarios that what what's the decision tree if this happens, you know, and, and how am I going to to handle it? So um, I just think it's important to think through those things now when um, at the heat of the moment, it's a little bit tougher sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Those sound just brilliant. I, I mean, I've I've uh, put together. Um, you know, tools that that take some complex analysis and break it down and things before for the SEO industry and and you know from a marketing perspective, uh, so much work goes into those. That's that it's a it's a tremendous task. Are those those calculators? Uh, the, are those calculators that you and your firm developed? Yeah, they they sure are. And you know, any if anybody you know as, as a give back like we've done all through COVID, we've told you know everybody you know anybody that wants to just you know reach out, we'll send you a copy. You know, um, we have password protected it. Um, for some reason, veterinarians like to change formulas and really screw spreadsheets up. <laughs> so we we have we we have password protected it. But though we we've literally given out you know hundreds of copies of the spreadsheets over the last five months, and that's just a little bit of our way of of giving back and, and, you know, people, if they have questions, then we're more than happy to, 
to try, try to help guide them through, you know, some of the questions they may or may not have. Yeah, how would uh, how would a veterinary practice owner get access to those? What do they need to do to to reach out to you? Yeah, just um, just go to our website www.ksmcpa.com/veterinary, and you can a couple different ways. Um, you can say just click a button, want to talk, and we'll, one of our colleagues will call you, ask you what you'd like, or you can just email and say, hey, can you send me a copy of this spreadsheet? Um, it's as easy as that. Oh, that is that is fantastic. I know those resources will prove to be invaluable to so many practice owners, help them not just get their finances ordered, but really helping them solidify their businesses I mean, for all of life's ups and downs. You know, COVID is just yes, one example. I, I completely agree.